Usually around this time of year, we're putting the final touches on our holiday wish lists, crossing our fingers for that shiny new smartphone that's so high-tech it can practically do the laundry, or a vlogging camera that actually flatters us on YouTube. Granted, it's got its work cut out for it. Heck, We'd even settle for a nice bottle of bourbon to take the sting out of our in-laws annual visit, but not this year. In fact, with all the regulatory changes and new tax proposals, this year we're asking Santa for one special thing, tax certainty. Hello everyone, it's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, hot off the press, cross-border solutions, weekly transfer pricing in the news podcast. And while it may feel like the holiday season standing under the mistletoe, it feels like transfer pricing compliance season everywhere else. Many countries are making regulatory changes. The OECD is preparing to launch a global tax plan and the US government is busy not, for the moment anyway, building back better. What do you need to know before the year ends? Here it is, hot off the press, but first, a message from my friends and yours at Cross Border Solutions. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of the Fiona Show Cross Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross-Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern-day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country-specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai slash tpu. The U.S. government may institute laws and provide public services, but no one's ever accused it of making anything easy. Case in point, the Build Back Better Act. With a slew of tax proposals aimed at wealthy individuals and corporations, the bill made it through the House and just needed the Senate to cross the finish line. After a number of revisions, an end of 2021 deadline miraculously wasn't looking so out of question. That is until Sunday when Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia refused to back it. Now, whether the $2 trillion plan lives or dies will depend on how things unfold in 2022. The delay, however, isn't the worst problem. Build Back Better includes proposals that would affect how the U.S. aligns with the OECD's global tax plan, which in turn could jeopardize the support of the roughly 137 other countries involved. While the OECD's Pillar 2 proposes a minimum tax on global income, the U.S. already has something similar in place, the Global Intangible Low Taxed Income, or GILTI. This minimum tax stems from income derived on intangible assets. Trouble is, at the moment, Pillar 2 and GILTI are incongruent. GILTI's 10.5% tax comes in shy of the OECD's proposed 15%. Build Back Better was instrumental in solving the problem, raising guilty to the OECD's minimum 15%, as well as instituting other changes that bring the two initiatives closer together. In a true team spirit, the OECD even includes a provision that would allow guilty to substitute for the global minimum tax. Without U.S. support, however, Pillar 2 appears vulnerable. 
The U.S. played a major role in getting other countries to sign on for the global deal. If it's not on board, the worry is that other countries won't be either. The result, countries could reinstate unilateral digital taxes, targeting U.S.-based tech giants, creating country-by-country headaches for tax executives who will have to keep track of unilateral laws. And let's not forget the clouds of tax uncertainty that will hang over multinational companies because without knowing what's ahead, it's impossible to strategize for the future. More and more countries are officially aligning their transfer pricing documentation with OECD guidelines. The latest to join the fold, Portugal. A ministerial order released in November has replaced guidance dating all the way back to December 2001. The guidance focuses on transfer pricing documentation requirements, effective January 1st, 2016. Portugal did begin to require the OECD BEPS Action 13 country-by-country country report, but not the master file and local file. The transfer pricing documentation required in the 2001 ministerial order did cover much of the same information that BEPS Action 13 recommends, but now the country wants the real thing. Starting with tax periods after January 1st, 2021, multinational taxpayers will have to complete the master and local files along with the country-by-country -country report. The good news, not every company has to prepare documentation. Portugal exempts taxpayers with annual revenues less than 10 million euros. Those that are reporting on individual control transactions in amounts of less than 100,000 euros each and combined transactions of less than 500,000 euros. For taxpayers who meet certain requirements, there's a simplified file. A second ministerial order was published regarding advanced pricing agreements, or APAs as they're known. For APAs, the news is pretty straightforward. Portugal's new guidance establishes processes and procedures and mandates an APA's maximum term of four years. That may not seem long in contract terms, yet the government does allow for the possibility of applying the APA retroactively to previous fiscal years. You'd think putting the finishing touches on a new global tax plan would be enough to keep the OECD busy, but apparently it isn't. The organization has been tracking its transfer pricing country profiles, and now you'll find new updates on 21 countries. In case you haven't looked at the OECD's country profiles before, here's what you're missing. The country profiles clue you into all aspects of transfer pricing rules and regulations. Does Germany have documentation requirements? You'll find it there. Does Australia adhere to the arm's length principle? Does South Africa have a hierarchy of methods? Each listing is a kind of one-stop shop on what you need to know on country-by-country -country transfer pricing, while old-timers like Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, France, Georgia, Germany, Indonesia, Ireland and Italy, among others, have been updated to reflect new rules and regulations. The list also includes some newcomers. Albania, Kenya, and the Maldives are making their country profile debuts. And would you look at that? Now you're caught up on the latest in transfer pricing. Feeling the runner's high of a quick jog through the headlines? Well, then you're going to love the other shows in Cross-Border Solutions Tax Podcast Suite. That's the Fiona Show R&D Tax Credit, the Fiona Show Tax Provision, and our anchor program, the Fiona Show Transfer Pricing. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Fiona Show hot off the press, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest regulation changes in the jurisdictions that matter to you the most. My name is Matthew DeMello, and they let me host, edit, and engineer this podcast. Marilyn Mitchumstrom is our executive producer. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>